Welcome, welcome to episode 35 of Calcast. Not to start this episode out on a downward spiral of a note, but I had a friend die last week. Uh, he was younger than me. I knew him in Michigan for five years. I met him through somebody that I was going to school with, and so he had his clan from middle school that I got to meet all of them, and I made friends with them, and I, I hung out with them more times than I can count, so I, I do consider them to be friends. I would want to see them again if I went uh, back to Michigan. When I go back to Michigan. I found out through a Facebook post, which is not awesome, but... I was living with Kiowa, his girlfriend, and his brother, and, and all that clan. They, they were over a uh, crew. I guess they're more of a crew. They were over all the time. And I ended up leaving Michigan and coming back to Oregon March of 2019. And that whole crew kind of started to advance a little bit into harder drugs. Cocaine, for example. So this is true. The first time I was ever offered cocaine, it was at this Kiowa's house. I had to go to work the next day very early. I mean, I was waking up early. And I knew that doing a line of coke was literally going to keep me up or not let me go to sleep, you know. So that was probably m most of the reason. But that line sat in front of me for 45 minutes to an hour while I was tempted. I was very tempted the whole time. But I didn't do it. I got up and I went to bed. After I left Michigan, I did hear that my friend, I mean, that whole household, people going in and out all the time, they really started to struggle with an addiction to this new substance. So that whole year of 2019, thank the Lord that I left because they, again, they got very heavy into cocaine. Then come to find out that my friend passed away from heroin, probably with fentanyl in, induced or in, uh, fused into it, which that is such a big problem right now that drug dealers are trying to cut their drugs with fentanyl just to save money and make it look like, oh, you have more powder here. So then the person buying the drugs is going to think, oh, wow, I have a ton of coke, heroin, meth here. They don't know what else is in it. So they do it and they die. This specific friend, unfortunately, had overdosed eight times prior and had been given Narcan. So for this to be his ninth time, eight or ninth time, uh, it really was not that much of a shock to his friends who knew him. It's been almost four years. In March of next year, it'll be four years since I left Michigan, so I obviously haven't seen him. I don't, I don't really know the ongoings of his life. Definitely didn't know about that extreme of an addiction, but it's so sad because the last conversation that I had with him, we were encouraging one another to, to do well in our, in our um, career pursuits. He was a musician. His dreams were no smaller than mine. He played in bands. He put on all these shows. He was a drummer, a singer, a guitarist. He could fix any type of car. He fixed mine. And then to see him, his, his dreams just be dreamt, and now he's in the dirt. He never got to realize his dreams. That right there is what kills me because I'm very passionate about the friends that have some sort of creative skill and outlet that they found. I just, I want to push them towards that. Go to that creative outlet. The drugs, especially the hard stuff, I do not consider weed, marijuana, to be part of that class. It's really not. In fact, I would separate even weed from alcohol and say that those two are drastically different. So, 
I don't know, rest in peace. I don't feel the need to say his name. I hope I haven't yet, but you got, it, I mean, it wouldn't make any difference to you guys, so. Yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know. I'm really sorry to anybody who might be going through that type of an addiction, or anybody who knows somebody, a friend, family member. It is, for the family member, it is so difficult to know what to do, how hard to push, because you can't physically make somebody stop. I mean, the best thing you could probably do is just literally, like, call the cops and put your friend in jail for a little time, or he can't, he has to be sober. That would probably work a little bit better than a rehab, although, eh, maybe not. I'm also getting into territory where I don't know what I'm talking about, so all I can really reference is, is my friend who passed away from heroin and fentanyl. Getting on to less of a suckier topic, but still sucky enough, James Gunn. Just, I mean, a few episodes back, it was more than a few, but I said if James Gunn comes in, this, what I said specifically is if James Gunn comes in and messes with Matt Reeves' Batman world going on, uh, that, that would really upset me. There is a chance that James Gunn is working on including Matt Reeves' world into the new DCU. Luckily, he has not affected the projects outside the DCU, which is what they're calling it now, the DC Universe. But man, what a bummer for Henry Cavill. I mean, the dude has just been flicked in the gonads more times than he can count by DC. And Warner Brothers and now Discovery is in on that. And so Discovery came in, bought Warner Brothers, and they are the ones who were saying we need a whole new thing here. Clean split, clean break, that universe is done, it's gone, we're, we're starting anew. And I kind of understand that. But for it to happen so immediately after Black Adam comes out, which The Rock fought so hard to bring Henry Cavill back for that, uh, you know, end credit scene um, at, at the end, I think? So, Henry Cavill, a couple months ago in October, has to say, hey, I'm coming back. I'm Superman. Just this past week, he now has to put out a statement saying, I'm no longer Superman. I respect James Gunn's decision. They are also not moving forward with Black Adam. And the... I didn't know this. I didn't know that Black Adam was a villain to Shazam. And they're already doing Shazam 2 is coming out soon. The Rock said, no, I'm not going to be in Shazam 2. Even though he would... that That's the next obvious move. Black Adam. You... Do Black Adam, and then Black Adam is just, bam, in the next Shazam movie. You don't have to wait for the sequel. If The Rock had been more willing to do that, they'd probably be including him a little bit more. And Black Adam could be the new start to this, uh, uh, whatever it's called. And Shazam, yeah, I don't know what they're g really going to do with Shazam. He's not included in the Justice League or DCU yet, so, okay, that makes sense. But for The Rock to have said no... Even though I'm Black Adam, Shazam's villain, I'm not gonna act that. That completely shows me that, that, that gives me insight into The Rock's uh, intent a little bit more. He wanted Black Adam to be him. He also really wanted to be like Kevin Feige in Marvel, where he is now conducting the whole DCU and putting it together and, and pulling people in. And DC made clear, no. You're acting that part, but we just hired James Gunn just to make sure that you know your place. And so The Rock has unfollowed Black Adam account, uh, DC, he's followed all these, unfollowed all these accounts 
Which is a statement a lot of people are noticing that he did that, where he has just cut ties with DC. He's no longer Black Adam. It's over. Had Black Adam performed a little bit better at the box office, they'd probably be moving forward with it, but it did not. And I think The Rock is in denial about that. He... How many times has he encountered true defeat and embarrassment like he is right now? He doesn't even know how to handle this. He's used to win after win after win after win. I'm happy to see him lose. <laughs> and the fact that he used Henry Cavill. He used Henry Cavill to promote the Black Adam universe. Or storyline, I should say, not universe. I don't know. DC is such a mess right now. I still think James Gunn should have stayed canceled for all those very unnerving tweets that he put out uh, and got fired from. Marvel literally, literally fired him. Or Disney. Because he was putting out some real creepy tweets. And I don't think those creepy tweets were just jokes. I think that he was being a little self-reporting and reporting some of his own interests. He might have been drunk while doing it. I don't know. I, I, that might have been all that I had to say. I thought I had to say more on that topic, but... Oh, uh, James Gunn is bringing back Ben Affleck possibly to direct a, uh, a movie. You, you thought I was going to say Batman, didn't you? No, to, to direct maybe a Batman movie. I don't know. No, that's... No, that's Matt Reeves. <laughs> he can direct a Superman movie if he wants. Oh, and then James Gunn is coming out with this, uh... There's this one, I don't know what it's called, specific Superman comic or storyline that James Gunn has now teased that they're gonna do, which has a lot of people very excited. And it's also totally to distract from the, you know... It's like, I'm gonna smack you, but give you a cookie afterwards so you don't remember that I smacked you. <laughs> Whatever. Next topic. Uh, I am starting a movie review podcast called Let's Review with Colin Everett. It'll be treated just like this podcast. We'll be starting next week and continuing on into 2023. I have already sat down and watched and reviewed in, in writing four movies. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to film them and backlog them. That way I can, I can have them done, filmed, uh, scheduled, so they'll just come out weekly. And I don't have to do it necessarily like this podcast, where this is this is on the fly. I film, edit, and throw it up the same day, or or the following day. Usually, usually Sundays is my filming day. But sometimes I'll have it filmed and ready to go by Friday, and then I'm like, what else do I do? So I need more things to do. And a lot of people don't know my film background. That film, movies, cinema is my passion. I went to school for it. I have dedicated my life and my time to really one thing in my life. Like, yes, I have TikTok and all of that, but I, I am a content creator to fund what I really want to do, where my passions lie, which is cinema, making movies. That isn't comedy necessarily. I would love to make action, drama, horror, maybe a musical, I don't know. But I'm, I'm very eager to tell some of these stories that don't have to do with comedy, but they do have to do with real-life situations, real-life things. For example, the movie, uh, don't remember the name, Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet, 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 plays his drug addict son. That movie is so heartbreaking and pretty much tells my friend's story who just died. Not exactly the way that would have happened, but how they show drug addiction is as true as they could have gotten it to how it really looks in real life. And that is what I want to do. And a lot of people, like my mom, for example, she does not watch movies for that purpose, to be shown real life things and be 
I don't know, preached to or spoken to or, or delivered a message. Uh, she's, she's in it for the entertainment, for the lovey-dovey feelings, romantic comedies. So people use movies for that reason too, but not me, man. My movies are, are therapy. My movies are exercising something that I feel, and once I put it out, it's out, and, and I don't have to think about it. I don't have to feel it as strongly anymore. It's out there. That's where the term expression comes from. I have that word tattooed on my arm, expression. Art, expression, verite. Verite means truth. You have verite and artifice. Artifice is like your Jurassic Park Avengers type stuff. And verite is like Schindler's List, Ladybird, and any other movie that shows the realism for what it is. So I am, I am very excited to share my take on movies that have been made already. Because I know that I have a very specific take. I am not going to sit here and just regurgitate anything you could find on somebody else's YouTube page where they do a video essay on the same movie. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to share where it comes from in me. I'm going to choose, I'm going to be very specific in the movies that I review. And they're not just going to be some generic fan service. Oh, I'm going to review the Jurassic Park franchise for you guys. No, that's not what I'm doing. I'm going to review movies that hit me that you guys might not have even heard of. I love independent art house movies. I am all for the, the filmmaker who does it himself. Mel Gibson, Icon Productions, he started back in the early 2000s. Him and his company, they made Passion of the Christ, and for a long time, I think until Deadpool, that movie, Passion of the Christ, was the highest grossing rated R movie from this one little independent company. They make Passion of the Christ, and then it gets billions of dollars as a rated R movie, and that is so difficult. So then Deadpool came and slashed that, but... So then Deadpool came and slashed Jesus, but anyways. I want to do that same thing, and I'm going to do that same thing. I want to be the person that chooses the stories to be told. I want to own the production company that, f that produces the movies, like A24. A24 is one of the absolute best production companies out there today. I love, I love them, A24. I also love Bold. I love Blumhouse. These are all considered to be independent companies. A24 is getting pretty big, but I, I am confident that the movies they will continue to put out will be so unique and so captivating. So yeah, that's exciting. That'll be a, a very fun project for 2023. I hope you guys join with me on that. You can follow along on Letterboxd to see the movies that I will have reviewed or will be reviewing, and then you can watch them. If you don't know what Letterboxd is, it's like social media for film goers. You go, you rate your favorite movies, you make lists, you see what other people are watching, you go, oh, dude, what? I need to see that. So on Letterboxd, I'm going to watch specific movies and then review them. Maybe I will make something known that this is one of the movies I, that's upcoming. Watch it before the review comes out so you can join me and not be confused or, or refrain from watching it because you don't want it to be spoiled. Go watch it beforehand and no spoilers happen. Because my film reviews will be very spoiler heavy. I'm going to be getting into everything. I sat down and took notes on the movie Nightcrawler and I came with 50 notes. I mean, there was just 50 and it's just, you know, I, I don't even know if I'll be able to read all of it to you guys in the review, but I'm very excited. I want the identity of filmmaker to be attached to me more than it is, and I don't really think it is at all. So, I would like to inform my audience a little bit more on that. <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to talk about wrestling. 
Dude, I am sweating. The fan is even on. So wrestling, Greek-Roman is what I'm talking about. I started out doing Greek-Roman wrestling at age 12 in Brazil. I was actually trained by the top Greek-Roman wrestler in that town. I watched him I watched him wrestle in tournaments and the dude would just whoop some butt. My first wrestling match that I ever did, my brother ended up marrying this guy's sister and we didn't know that obviously at this point. But we start wrestling and I'm three times his size. I don't know why they put us together. He comes at me like this and I grab him and I don't know how to wrestle yet, so I just start going legs are flailing and, and the the the, co the coach is like Colin put him down stop that's not that is not wrestling <laughs> I'll just never forget how I was just <laughs> after that uh, the coach came up to me and goes let me see your fingernails I go oh okay and he goes cut your fingernails right now I was like oh Okay. Maybe somebody had complained, I'm not sure. Like, dude, Colin scratched me all up. I I'm sure that fingernails are, you need to keep them very short if you're wrestling. I mean, catch a, catch a long fingernail in the eye? You're gonna end up like, something intelligent. I, <laughs> I recall my first uh, tournament. <laughs> this tournament, so we all had to go in a locker room and get dressed, which I was not used to. I was homeschooled, it's not like, and I grew up, you know, going to church and stuff, so it's not like we were ever in locker rooms. So they give me my uniform, and it's the regular, you know, tank top, spandex type thing, and it is so tight on me. I know I look ridiculous. They didn't have anything that would fit me. So I, I go out, we all line up and sit down, and we're getting ready for the tournament to start. And I remember feeling so embarrassed about how I looked that I just started crying. I just started sitting there and crying, and my parents got up from where they were sitting, came over and got me and took me back. And I don't remember exactly what happened. I th they allowed me, I don't remember what I ended up wearing. I didn't wrestle naked. But uh, they let me go out and wrestle. I just wrestled the one guy, and I had to race, wrestle in my weight class. So... The dude I wrestled was twice my size. <laughs> you know, obviously he wasn't this, he was just this, but we were the same weight. So, uh, he crushed me. I was like, dude, I mean, immediately wrestling, I, this dude is a brick wall. I'm not gonna do anything to this guy. And <laughs> it was just like, okay, I submit. My brother Kobe wrestled somebody in his weight class. I think my brother was eight or nine at the time and crushed the dude. I mean, my, the dude, as if, so Kobe like pins him and he's like super excited. And then he finds out it's like a six year old kid. It's like, yeah, good job for beating up a little kid. Which is interesting because Kobe and I, there's always been such a divide in, in our size. Kobe's also always been so much smaller than me. He's three years younger, but even in pictures of us as kids, there's just such a, such a height difference. And Kobe is about 5'7 right now, which I think is average. My dad's 5'7", my brother's 5'9", I'm 5'10", my uncle's 5'9". Uh, but obviously I'm, you know, I'm way bigger than Kobe as far as size and weight. That's why I never made fun of his, his height, because he could just go, oh, look at your belly. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah. And it's interesting now, because Kobe is learning how to take down perpetrators. Perpetrators? Yeah, perps, yeah. In police academy. 
And, you know, I love watching policemen uh, take down a perpetrator who, who you know, is not going to the ground. He might have a weapon. And a, a cop will tackle that dude. And there is no other option but that dude going to the ground. The determination that the cops have to get him to the ground. I love watching it. It's, it's more than a football tackle. I mean, this is literally life or death. If you don't get that dude on the ground and get him situated, one free hand, one swipe with a knife, and you could be done. But, um, yeah, so I, I did not continue wrestling. I didn't enjoy it. Part of me does wish that I would have stuck with it, just because I would be a lot more capable if I had to get into a fight now. I mean, you don't want to fight a wrestler, but I didn't stick with it. So I didn't stick with it, but I would love to get back into some sort of martial arts training or some sort of dance class and, and move my body in, in the way that I know it's capable of moving. And as I drop weight, that will become a lot easier and easier. I, I would love to lose weight and not know that it's happening. You know, you know you're so conscious that you are working out when you're lifting stuff, when you're walking on the treadmill, when you're jogging. But when you're fighting somebody or you're dancing, you're, you're so focused on that that you don't realize how great of a workout you're actually getting. And so that is important for my weight loss. I, I need some other sort of entertainment up here while I lose weight or else I'm just gonna get so bored. Popping in music while I'm lifting weights or on the treadmill does not do it for me. But that is my episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for being here. I, uh, I will keep you guys updated on the Let's Review podcast coming out next week. I will be starting with Fat Man. If you have not seen Fat Man, you should go watch it. Prepare for my review. It is one of the best Christmas movies that I have encountered in the last couple of years. I don't want to get too far into it. I want to leave that for the review. Thank you guys. <laughs>